Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. out there all you wrestling maniacs all you nostalgia holics and all you hardcore members of that iwc and all you uh, casual fans who just like your pro wrestling on tv my name is alex ketchum and thank you for downloading the wrestlemaniacs podcast once again i'm joined by the man with the plan bob wick bob are you staying safe staying and safe uh, staying inside staying safe staying healthy today baby <laughs> hey there we go I just want there to throw you off there and see how it would go. <laughs> I got it. And Stuck the cat landing. Boom. You did. You did. You got it. You, you know, we're paying your respects to SD Jones, and I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And so does the captain of Keeping It Real, Jake Russell. Jake, how are you, man? What up, though? I'm good, man. Just chilling, staying healthy and safe and positive while I lose my damn mind. But yeah, I'm good. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> We hope you guys are all good out there. We are once again, I want to say, joined by the lovely and talented Tess Hannah. Tess, thank you, and how are you doing? Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Um, doing so great. Love being locked inside. Well, at least we give you an excuse to watch pro wrestling while you're locked down. It's very true. <laughs> and I have I a lot of things to say that are very petty about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Fuck yes. Well, you joined the right podcast, my dear. <laughs> we, live for, we live for petty. We live. Put that on a t-shirt. We live for petty. <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, God. I, there's some kind of pun, but I can't think of one right now. Uh, <laughs> it has been a long week. It's been an interesting time in the wrestling world. I know they're back on, back on TV. It is now a, what is it? As of last week, I guess it was a critical business. So congratulations to Vincent Mann for getting that one pulled off in the state of Florida. But we are not talking about the now. We're going to go back in time. We're going to talk about the year 2000. Was that how they used to do it? In the year 2000. Year 2000. Yep. Old Conan bit. <laughs> I love it. I was a junior in high school. Jake, what grade were you in in 2000? Um... I was in eighth grade. I was, yeah, I was in eighth grade going to, yeah, I was in eighth grade in the fall. I started ninth grade, so yeah. Okay. I just wanted to clarify because like yeah. three WrestleManias ago, you talked about the masturbation story or something. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, the porn, the porn Did story. I? Oh, yeah. I think that was like the last time we talked. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Was it Was it the last but, time? Yeah. About, about this time you discovered yep. porn? <laughs> yeah, we talking about porn. I don't know, man. Porn's a blur for me. I talk about porn a lot, so it's a blur for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're being a little know. too crass here. Tess, uh, thank you once again. I know it, it, it's just a crazy time, but um, in the year 2000, is there anything specific that sticks out in your life at that point in time? We, everybody survived Y2K, and they didn't think they would. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, so it was just like, like almost four months into the year 2000 new millennium new everything and let me tell you this attitude era was uh hopping 
Indeed mm. it was. And we yeah, are actually yeah. going to be reviewing the last WrestleMania of, what, the Millennium, I guess. The first WrestleMania of the Millennium. No, the last WrestleMania of the Millennium. There was no year zero. Oh. 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 Class of 2001 right here, baby. I know who was first of the Millennium, by God. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got that shit wrong. But WrestleMania had a few things. I think this WrestleMania had a lot of things right. What now, Bob? Oh, what were you doing? WrestleMania. Uh, working at Ford. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> uh, that was year one for me. Well, I started in 99, but I haven't gone a complete year in Ford. So. Had you started in Ford? Had anybody started performing? Nah, all I remember from 2000. I got about six more years before I start going to, no, five more years before I start to, to take classes. It's 11 years for me before I did any acting or improv. Only thing I remember about 2000 is that cash money took over for the 99 2000. That's all I remember. Hell yeah. I, lo I still love <laughs> cash money. Yeah. Dirty South, Bling Bling, BG, Juvenile, Little Wayne. Turk, Big Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Had the game on lock. That was a shit. But trick yeah, Daddy. Uh, trick, <laughs> trick Daddy. He wasn't cash money, but yeah, he was. No, he no, was, he wasn't he cash was, money, but he, he was still. He was yeah, still yeah, he was cool. Oh, I love Trick Daddy. <laughs> Our football team would come out my senior year to like in the band because it was like a lot of trombone in that song, that bop. They would bow, play that, and we would bow, come out. Bow. It was awesome. Uh, What's up? Shut up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are those boys Shout out to Trina, too. <laughs> Hell no. So, <laughs> back in 2000, we, have, we talked about it last time on The Raw, kind of the build-up. You know, there was an episode of SmackDown, but I think we can kind of bring that up. Into, we all did watch it, but we can bring that up individually as it applies to... There was a couple of stories, I think, that were advanced a little bit better um, for the WrestleMania, but otherwise it'd be kind of repeating ourselves. So let's just kind of pick and pick and choose as we talk about it. You know, if it, you found something, you found something interesting that SmackDown, which would apply to the match, then we can bring it up. Right, right. But the most that SmackDown part, was better than the Raw. Just it to was. Say. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I and better, the, but yeah. Actually, you know, it's still kind of like, I think the, the first full year of SmackDown is about to come to a close um, mm. about this time. So I, I think they put a lot of focus on SmackDown, even though it was, would become like whatever the Bible says, the B show. But at this time, it was, it was on equal footing with Raw. And it was on net, you know, network television, which meant a lot, right. more, a lot more eyeballs, a lot more money. So it was it was a big deal. So I think a lot of the SmackDowns in that first year or two probably were better. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of like this version of SmackDown better than having two separate shows. Um, I like having just just a way to tell stories, like you can take your time and follow up on. You know, it kind of made Raw a little bit more important because it affected SmackDown. So you know. Waiting a week to fight someone who pissed you off rather than waiting three days. To me, there, there's different stakes to that. Like, it's still a little bit newer, a little fresher. So I, I, I kind of like this version better. Fair point. Um, 
I didn't like what I just remember when it first met the rock. Like, this is my show. It's my word. It's my show. Uh, yeah. I always thought that. <laughs> I was like, well done, Rocky. But um, yeah, SmackDown was SmackDown was hot. There was a there's some highlights we'll get to, but let's get to the WrestleMania. We open up. It's April second, two thousand, and we open up with a tag team match of the B- Big Boss Man with his new protege, the Bull Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Probably most famous from his uh, right to censor time, but oh yeah, they are taking on the team of the new tag team of Godfather and D'Lo, which character wise, I thought oh, I liked this tag team, and they are joined with a special entrance music by the one and only Ice T. Ice T, yep. yep. Jake, which as far as far as like pairing celebrities, they all had the same persona or, or that that pimp whatever exploitation type thing going on. So yeah, it fit. Yeah. Uh, what was you about to ask me, Alex? How did you think? What, what did you think about Ice T showing up at WrestleMania? The outfits, the rap, everything. I mean, you know, Ice Ice T. You know, he came in. He was looking cool as ever. You know what I'm saying? He was. Yeah, it was. I remember liking it when it um, liking that. Uh, like that they came out like that with Ice-T, like kind of like giving a, the, the pimp stamp of approval or whatnot or whatever. Making but, it uh, legit. Yeah, kind of making it legit. Um, I don't really know if Ice-T was an actual pimp, but like he was always in those fucking, um, those those documentaries. He made like the pimp and and easy. Though, right? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he ever did. I think he was just like in an HBO documentary about that shit. And, he was always in that shit. He's always rocking like curls or shit, like getting his hair done or rocking curls and shit. It was, it was hilarious. But um, <laughs> one one thing that was hilarious about this match is just the the matchup. It's like it's pretty much like the pimps versus the police, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It so really is. yeah, it was really weird. But yeah, this I thought uh not- oh go ahead Tess. Oh sorry. I was gonna say this. I felt like this was a really rough start to the WrestleMania. Um, I I'm never gonna apologize for addressing women's agency in wrestling, especially where we're at now. I know it's different times, but I don't give a fuck about that. And I just realized I don't know if we can say fuck, but that's okay. Um, oh no, we can. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I'll be really petty first. I did not like the Godfather's cowboy boots. They looked terrible. And I think it might be a thing that, like, you wrestle in cowboy boots appear from Texas or something and, like, cool. But his cowboy boots were black and it looked very stupid with his sparkly shirt. Um, D'Lo thinks everyone is a weed-smoking pimp and the audience ate that shit up with a spoon. And I was like, that is dumb. And I could not handle Jerry. I wrote in my notes, shut the fuck up, Jerry. Stop talking about the woman in red. It was, yeah. It was like, yeah, he, all that energy yeah. at Raw was like was irritating, and then it just like started the show that way. And I was like, cool, the audience hates women. I get it. <laughs> Thanks. It just was yeah. a, it was a miss. It was a miss for me. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to uh, mention uh, um, Godfather's uh, attire was very questionable. It was very terrible. <laughs> Actually, they both they both look stupid. Um, I see yeah. look cool, but the other, they they look dumb as fuck. 
Um, no. Yeah. They, they look uh, like they went to Party City. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. no, go ahead. No, I'm saying, yeah, but yeah, it was very, it was very, yeah, it was very um weird. And it was a big, um it was hard to watch. Like, you know, as a kid, I'm watching it's like, oh, shit, they got hoes. <laughs> but now looking back on it, it's like, oh, damn, this is, this is not. It didn't age well at all. It wasn't acceptable, especially the ending. The ending is like, right. all right. The, they, 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 they stalked the women. Like, what yes. the fuck? <laughs> like, like yeah. the wrestling yeah. was bookended by really, like, like not even entertaining degradation. Um, like, it just wasn't even entertaining. Bookended by, so I forgot about the wrestling in between, which to me was lackluster if your shitty stuff before and after is all I remember. You couldn't have been that good in the ring. Plus, your cowboys <laughs> were stupid. Yeah. No. Damn. The queen of keeping it real, Tess. I know. I just want to be petty. Trust me, my comments only get more positive. I wish there was like a cameo version we could do of Tess and send it to Jerry the King. Like, this is what we think about you. (laughs) Yeah, man. Jerry's not going to appreciate that. He's already gotten in trouble like twice already since they brought him back, too. He, He just, yeah, man. I don't. I don't think he ages well, man. He's so gross. He He's so gross. <laughs> yeah, Jerry the King Lawler. That's not that's not how kings move, Jeremy. No. Jeremy, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, like- Jeremy, do you call him by his full name, Jeremy Lawler? <laughs> Jeremy Lawler. Jerry Lawler. I don't know. Whatever the fuck his name is. Well, and like this bleeds into his personal life. You know, he yeah. a couple years ago was arrested for some kind of domestic violence or something with his girlfriend and I'm like are you are you a piece of shit on the mic and in your life cool yeah Get the fuck out yeah you fucking up Jerry you fucking up in your is that your reason? son yeah that's interesting is it because that means I know, I, know, like, I know like one of his wives like did like the weird claim about that but then it was like they found out that she was like just a like abusing drugs and he stopped giving her money to go buy drugs with and that, that's when she called the cops and he was beating her or something but yeah. it was like two years ago and I think they ended up both getting arrested and charged yeah okay um, uh, uh, yeah there, there, there yeah there's a couple he has bad habit of uh, picking very young wives and then it never works out yeah um, well we get later on we see his soon to be uh, wife or ex-wife, uh, uh-huh. soon to be ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll get to that. We, and we speaking, see we also East Sun in this, or is it in SmackDown? No, it's in this. Oh, yeah, it's in this. Not, oh, yeah. There, he was in both. Okay. Yeah, Brian we we see it. We see his. We see his culture appropriating son. Yeah, we see him <laughs> later too. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Before we get to job, the, the Lawler family and all its X's and ups and downs, we'll, we'll move on to the equivalent of a battle royal for the Hardcore Championship. Now, this is one thing that I'm, I watched the WrestleMania before I watched SmackDown, and I'm glad I went back and watched the SmackDown because it explained yeah. this a lot better. Yeah. As we talked about on with the raw episode, like this basically crash and made the comment about you know I could 
take anybody any, any day of the week, 24 seven. So then they made the title 24 mm-hmm. seven and then it became more of a comedy thing. But basically now it's everybody who doesn't have a championship mm-hmm. that works for WWE is trying to win the hardcore title. So you can't even have a hardcore match. So, so crash is, you know, frustrated and paranoid and he's being chased again on SmackDown and he declares that, all right, Everybody gets a shot at WrestleMania, but after this, the 24-7 thing is done. And until WrestleMania, it's done, you know. Uh, And on behalf of the entire roster that doesn't have another match already, his cousin, Bob Hardcore Holly, accepts and then punches him square in the face like a man does. Because Hardcore Holly is 100% all man. Um, Probably one of the baddest bitches in this thing. But so now it's Crash Holly versus 20 other people or so. Oh, yeah. Um, the highlights of which we Hardcore Holly, Taz, uh, Mean Street Posse, Viscera. Uh, yeah. This, yeah, Big Vis. Um, kind Tai. Uh, yep. The evil, yeah, indeed, that. Kind Tai. Oh, I just said indeed, kind of. Die. Damn it. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. The, um, oh, what they call oh, yeah. themselves? The headbangers. The the headbangers. Thank you. Yeah. The headbangers. I forgot about Kai and Ty, man. They, uh, they, 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 some of they, some, they, their bit, their bit didn't age well either. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, I feel like the greatest <laughs> SmackDown announcer in history. Thank you very much. Oh God! I just I, I, that, that was what he, I loved that when they would have they had like a brief run where Funaki would try to interview people in the back, but he couldn't speak English. Yeah. So, it, but it was like Funaki, greatest SmackDown announcer in history, and then he would speak Japanese, and the guy would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> you <know? laughs> I don't know, I like Funaki is still doing announcing uh, for the Japanese yeah. audio. Uh, he has been around for forever. That guy, and apparently, and according to stories, that guy is actually a legit bad motherfucker. Like, mm. was like a was like a shoot fighter before he started wrestling and stuff. Was mm. somebody not to fuck with? Um, that was interesting. Yeah, I know, right? A little tidbit there, but. Basically, the rules of this match, as we all know, um, were whoever gets a pinfall is the new hardcore champion until somebody beats them. And whoever is the – it's kind of like capture the flag. Whoever has the title right. at the end of the time limit is the official hardcore champion, and the 24-7 rule was abolished. Mm. Yeah. This was kind of a uh... – and this was uh, one of the more fun matches of the pay-per-view to me. Um, yeah, it was just like, it was just, it was nonstop action. People, and a lot of headshots. A lot of, a lot of fucking headshots. I mean, I liked it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I appreciated it. You know what I'm saying? I was chanting ECW when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, Jake. I, I, yeah, Jake, by the way, I, I'd like to request from you, because I remember you mentioned the last episode, but this was the first time you ho- like you remember hosting a WrestleMania party. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd like to remember, like, yeah. When when you can, please like chime in, like, what was happening at your WrestleMania party during this match? You know what I mean? 
Like, how, what was the reaction? What, you know, I think I'm, what I remember is I do remember, like, um, well, right, right, as of right now, I do remember like there. I think there was a basketball game on. While there was a basketball game going on during this WrestleMania, and like, um, I think my sister and her friend or something was watching it upstairs. And then, like, something happened, and then a bunch of my friends, they ran upstairs to see what was going on in the NBA game because something, some crazy shit happened during that. I think – I don't know if it was, like, Kobe got in a fight with Chris Childs. I, I think it was that fight. I don't know if you remember that, Alex, that yeah, fight when Chris Child gave Kobe a quick two-piece <laughs> real fast. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think that happened or something, like, during this – during it. But I, I, I could be wrong. I, I really don't remember. But uh, – I do remember guys like shooting up my basement stairs to see what's going on, what happened. Like somebody got in a fight. I don't know which fight yeah. it was though. The biggest fights but. I remember from about that time were either the Kobe fight or it was uh, uh, Charles Barkley spiking that basketball off Shaq's head. <laughs> Charles Barkley was my favorite basketball player. When he retired, I kind of quit watching basketball. But yeah, I remember like when Shaq was like a like first or second year. Still kind of rookie-ish. He was trying to bully people around. He tried to bully. He tried to burl, bully Sir Charles, and he wasn't having nothing to do with it. So he took a rebound and then just threw it off the back of Shaq's head. Yeah. Well, it was. But this was uh, yeah, this is first WrestleMania I ever ordered, and I had a, a party. This ain't my first like pay-per-view party I had, but this is like the first WrestleMania I ever ordered. You know what I'm saying? And I had people yeah. over, and it was cool. Charged motherfuckers five dollars, <laughs> making money. Um, you know what I'm saying? And everyone used to like my parties because, like, um, girls actually came to my parties. Like, I, so like, I got kind of like uh, popular fast. So yeah, like, we wasn't hating on women back then, Tess. We wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no, <laughs> none of the girls, none of the girls, <laughs> none of the girls came to. None of the girls came to their parties. And it was wonderful. Like, Jake, why did he's like, Jake, how come girls come to your parties? I'm like, cause I invited them. <laughs> cause I fucking invited them. They That's didn't want to a good them. point, Jake. I was wondering why no yeah, girls ever came to my WrestleMania parties. Just want to be treated like people and invited to parties. Yeah. Yeah. And all and I remember all the girls in my class, like, um, they they we got on their nerves because we kept saying the rock, this, we kept quote rock quotes. They hated The Rock. Like, I hate The Rock. Y'all keep quote making their quotes. But then once they saw The Rock, once they saw The Rock, they was like, oh, my God, I love The Rock. I love The Rock. Like, yeah. oh, my God. He's, <laughs> you know, he's pretty lovable. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Crash I, Holly uh, was I, also lovable. Who? Crash Holly. Oh, oh that right. blood <laughs> all over his forehead with oh. his bright white hair. I was worried. Yeah, I was more about yeah. Pete Gas. Yeah. That that guy. I mean, he came out. He came. Oh he, yeah, his his his, his 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 sweater vest was ruined. <laughs> I, mean, I, I will yeah. say this: the Mean Street Posse <laughs> was trying to earn their stripes, you know, because they got thrown into this because they were Shane. And two of them were actually Shane's childhood friends. Oh. And yeah. uh, there was a few opportunities, like when they did something with the acolytes, they told like there's gonna be some chair shots. They said, "Fucking bring it." You know, and they and and that's not something you say to the acolytes, thinking they ain't gonna do it. So they did, but they were trying to like you know show that they're they're trying to earn their stripes. I guess is the best best yeah. analogy or idiom I can use for it. But 
And in this one, they both bled, and it was nasty. They got their ass yeah. handed to them. But uh, uh, overall, this is a very hard match to watch during a pandemic. You know, man. Right. Yeah, uh, I can't even go to the grocery store and, and touch a banana with my bare hands and <laughs> and not worry about affecting somebody. Watching all this blood, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was rough. I always feel this way when there's color in a match. I get uncomfortable and like not not even pandemic related. I'm just like, ooh, you can't get his blood all over you, and they just don't care and they keep going. Ugh, yuck. Yeah. And I didn't really think about about it much until until I'm at the butcher, and then I then I'm I'm I don't I don't need to see color. I don't think it's that necessary. I don't think it heightens anything that much. Me neither. I think it does heighten things, and I miss it. But I think it should be done properly. I don't, but I don't. I don't think it's a yeah. necessity. I don't think it's a necessity. We, but I, I also like one of the things I like about wrestling is the is the realism of it. And if you're gonna have a chain match or like a cage match, and you're doing all these things, I, I don't. I don't want to see anybody like in like some of these matches where like Pete Gas is just dripping blood. That's that that takes away from what's happening. It takes a, yeah, it takes yeah. away. It's too much. Yeah. But like, it's like someone gets cut. No, go ahead. I think it's it, it it it. This is it's it's supposed to be a fight, right? There's blood in like everything, like every other thing. You know, Lord uh, Game of Thrones has blood. You know, you don't see somebody hit somebody in the face with like a piece of metal or something, and like not yeah. break skin or something. Um. So in this case, I think blood is acceptable however I, that when you got like 10 different guys bleeding it is it is a bit off it's a bit off putting okay. yeah yeah. I, yeah i just think like blood is like i i think i think during the attitude era there was like just to like they're going overkill on like people getting busted open a lot you know what i'm saying like overkill like and i think well, yeah, overkill on everything, the, the violence, the racism, misogyny, all that shit. They just went overkill. But, um, you know what I'm saying? I think that, um, like, like, the, like, blood and stuff, I think it's necessary depending on, like, the storyline. Like, Stone Cold and Bret Hart, you know what I'm saying? The, the blood in that match, that's, like, that was telling the story, like, how much these two hated each other, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, the rivalry, yeah. or, like, Mankind and, um, or, or Mick Foley and Triple H, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's necessary sometimes, depending on, like, the, you know, how deep the storyline is or, like, how deep the rivalry is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think it could be – I think it could heighten – I think it uh, can heighten and enhance the match, you know what I'm saying? But motherfuckers just bleeding just for the fuck of it, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, my man, like, peak ass or whoever was bleeding. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, he just—it was a good look, man. Like he's, he's fucking up his, fu- 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 fucking up his sweater vest is from the Gap or Abercrombie, whatever the fuck it was. This was all fucked up, man. I was guessing was Abercrombie bad. and Fitch. Yeah, it was pretty hot at the time. <laughs> but um, shout out to LFO wherever y'all. All right. So, like, we have a lot of title changes. Let's get, but let's just talk about the very end here. So, Taz is really, like, the crowd seems to be behind Taz. Um, ECW, baby. Right. Uh, Taz wins it. And then um, I think Crash pins Taz somehow. I can't remember exactly. But then, like, as they were counting down, Taz goes for the win again, gets, gets his finisher on Crash. 
Bob Holly comes out of nowhere with a jar of candy made out of the uh, <laughs> made out of that sugar glass, you know, that they use in movies, which mm-hmm. seemingly always hurts people. But they continue to use it because for some reason science has not come up with a better fake glass. And he hits he he man he he takes a home run and candy goes everywhere and glass goes everywhere. I believe Taz actually got a piece of glass in his candy glass in his eye. So Ooh. he wasn't selling all that much. Um, he was just reacting. Um, and he gets the pin. The idea was for the countdown to run out before the count of three. However, uh, the guy in the referee's ear was counting a bit too quickly. So when we hit three, uh, the referee's count of three is about at second one. So he st- tries to stop counting for no particular reason other than he knows he's not supposed to. Um, and Howard Finkel luckily just goes on the fly. And here's your winner, Hardcore Holly. Instead of Crash, retaining Hardcore Holly won the belt. Mm-hmm. And that's why Crash walked away and, like, you know. He took the belt the title, and walked away because that's what he was supposed away. to do. Yeah. Um, Timmy White, one of the best referees in the business at this time, was the guy who was doing this. And he, it wasn't his fault. It was whoever was counting him down as the producer. But a word is that he got a good bitching when he went backstage. And I feel bad for him because that, that's a nice, he, all the stories like how nice a guy he is. And he took care of Andre and, you know, he was a good worker. Um, uh, and who cares? Like they had the same, and the thing is like they played Crash's music, but Crash's music is the same as Bob Holly's music. So it didn't fucking matter. Yeah. You know, like nothing was revealed. That's my question. I don't know what was going on with Crash and Hardcore Holly that, um, why, why did they look exactly the same? Was okay. there, I know these would be cousins or something, but like, why did they have the same haircut and same outfit? Well, that was kind of that gimmick. They looked alike. Somebody said they looked alike. So then they, they, the idea was to make Crash Bob's like little cousin. Okay. So then he comes in and Bob is like, oh God, you know, putting up with him, trying to take him under his wing. Maybe it's family obligation, but that's what they had all the fights and things and they were tag teams. It's like okay. a family fight, you know? Which I just, I loved them as a tag team. But like Hardcore Holly was just like so underrated. So I'm glad he actually got this win and he handled it well. And I believe, which we'll talk about the Raw after, the Aftermath episode. Like I think the next night he loses it to Crash. Um, Well, it's that very realistic premise that, you know, if you have a cousin, you guys get the same haircut and and dress alike. Like all of us do with our cousins, you know, everybody – Hey, I have like 14 cousins. We all have the same haircut. <laughs> this is how we roll. I don't know. I'm into it. I just didn't know if I was missing something. Um, you know, no. Well, it just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing in the wrestling world. If you're brothers, you got to look you got to look alike. If you're a tag team, you dress the same. So that the tag team thing made the dress the same. Okay. And then I get ah uh, yeah. But um yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but Bob Holly is your new hardcore champion by error. But who cares? You know, like, I think he should have been the champion. His name is Hardcore, so who cares? And I was happy that he won. And then next up, I was not happy to see this at all because this, this is just bad. 
TNA, Tess and Albert with Trish Stratus as their manager and uh, confidant is taking on the uh, pseudo team of head cheese, Al Snow and Steve Blackman. And because Steve Blackman had mentioned like all these crazy gimmicks that Al keeps coming up with, oh and, man, and a mockingly and a mocking manager said some pygmy from Hawaii wearing a cheese outfit. Al Snow went and found himself a pygmy from Hawaii and put him in a cheese outfit, and called him Chester McCheesington, and that was going to be their new manager. Oh, by the way, the cheese outfit was assless. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm glad I skipped this match. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I actually thought it was funny that he was trying to irritate his 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 teammate. Like that part is yeah. funny, but oh god, it of course it did not age well. Like so much does not. I know. But like then, like weird little cheese guy chasing Trish Stratus. And then I wrote something about Jerry being so obnoxious again. So shocking. I know that I'm going to keep harping on this, but I will stop after this because I tried to put it into words, like exactly what bothers me about it. And it's that if, um, if you have a voice that people listen to, you have influence. And so I feel like Jerry is just like, now he's telling 19,000 plus people and everybody watching and everybody at Jake's party that it's that everything he's saying is okay. And like, if he had known better, maybe we would have come further sooner. I don't know. That's, but I'll get off of my soapbox about mm. it. Um, mm. But I didn't like anything. I didn't like the, I did not like the treatment of this cheese person, which, and I ask respectfully, was this a little person? Cause I yeah. suggested it was a little person, but Kale told me it was not. Uh, uh, I believe it was. He was a I mean, smaller was like a person. I mean, well, definitely short. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Dwarf, maybe. compared to the other guys, it was definitely a bullying situation. So re regardless of, you know, <laughs> classification. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. not defend himself. Right. Like, and, you know, I don't get, like, okay, I get what they were going for. I don't agree with it, but I get what he's going for. Like, you have someone as stern as Steve Blackman. It's fun to antagonize him. Right. And he use his own words and make it something actually appear. Okay, that's a fun premise. But the thing at the end where they added to like, like, uh, uh, do a finishing move on him, I didn't get that. You know? I know. I felt like that was like, yeah. I mean, it was like, it, it appeared abusive regardless of him knowing. I'm like, he's not some jobber coming out here for you to make yourselves look good. Like, why are you doing this? I, it was, I yeah. don't know. It didn't make like so like the the yeah I, I, I again I'm with you like I liked the premise of like Al Snow being this kooky person, and <laughs> Steve Blackman is so serious, and mm -hmm. Al Snow is like we're we make a good tag team because you're a badass and I'm good to good in the ring, and I got personality and I'll you know I just gotta you know we we but our team needs to have a big personality and like all all the things that he does just irritates the shit out of the serious guy the straight man right, perfect. Yeah. So the straight man, you know, and just using his words against him. Perfect. But then, like, nobody cared about this fucking match. The crowd <laughs> sat on their fucking hands. <laughs> and then, and then, the only, like, real tag team shit you guys do 
is a double team maneuver on the piece of cheese that you fucking hired and you called to get out there. Like, ah, uh, like it didn't get, it didn't work. It didn't, it didn't work, but I, uh, I don't know. JR summed it up so beautifully. I don't know if y'all heard him, but I quoted him. This match had bowling shoe tendencies. It's kind of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> JR. JR is crushing it. JR. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> JR has some funny lines this WrestleMania, too. By the way, really if did. you guys don't listen to his podcast, you should, uh, especially now that he's no longer WWF or E. Um, and he's got, he's got, and then Conrad Thompson pulled him into his network. So it's mainly okay. his opinions, not him interviewing people. But JR is, one. JR is very straightforward and ornery in his, in his older age. And now that he's like, yeah. he's basically open to say whatever the hell he wants to. And he ain't scared to say shit. He will say it all. Grilling yeah. JR is the name of it. So I can't recommend it enough. Really good. Really good. Not to give Conrad, I mean, and giving Conrad Thompson any more money was probably it's probably an oxy, it's probably just ridiculous. But however, he that the, the show is great, and Conrad Thompson's done a hell of a job making some good podcasts. So. Yeah, kudos to them, uh, and kudos to these guys who were up next because by God, they wanted to be famous. The Dudley wait, Boys, the tag team wait. champions. What, what, there what, what, was what? some weird thing about a naked lady. The cat, there was some weird. Oh, the hotel room. Oh, no, that was, uh, sorry, I'm thinking. No, that was SmackDown with Pal Penis. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were doing, uh, <laughs> they were doing oh, the, uh, was the, there was some stupid shot of a naked lady. It's the Austin Power bit they were trying to do. Yes. Yeah, they were trying to Oh, yeah, they did the Austin Power gimmick. They, they literally copied the Austin Power joke about, like, yeah, I cannot believe I interrupted discussion of the next match to bring that up and i apologize no 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 i do i'm glad because i wanted to talk about this i wanted to talk about this so bad because this is something that i mean i i i couldn't imagine how hard it is to write a weekly episodic wrestling show or or two of them and then i also have to write like a wrestlemania but like we're all improvisers and anytime i'm on stage and i I don't know why initiate an idea. I do have that filter of is this something I've seen before or am I accidentally, you know, like, and sometimes you're inspired by something you don't realize until you start doing it. Like, oh, I see, I, I've seen this somewhere else. Uh, I got I to gotta make it my own somehow. And they did not at all. They, they just straight up ripped off Awesome Powers, which is honestly one of the most famous bits in that movie. Like, they, they do it in all three movies. Yeah. But it's one of the bigger movies at the time. And I guess they were just trying to, just nah, they literally just trying to like kind of do what they, and they just capitalize on like the hype of that in a funny way. But it wasn't original at all. But it was also stupid. Like, we get it. Cats make it cool. But we moved on to something literally so amazing. We did indeed. We did indeed. The Dudley Boys. Yeah. The tag team champions. The most dangerous tag team in WWEF, whatever, whatever letter, history. Taking on Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. 
in a ladder match. The first ever three-way tag team ladder match. The first ever three-way tag team ladder match for the tag team titles. The first ever three-way tag team ladder match for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Now, don't get this confused with the TLC match because they are very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that many chairs in this match? Because the C wasn't added yet. Exactly. Yep. The T just comes with the Dudleys. They're the kings of wood. They're not porn stars. Okay. There we go. Waiting for somebody to react to that. All right. <laughs> and moving on, <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> uh, so the tables were going to be involved, no, regardless, because it, it's a no holes bar match, right? But the ladders, uh, Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys made themselves superstars from a tag team ladder match during the Terry Invitational Tournament. You can do the initials yourself. Uh, but that was like the, the match that made these guys famous, and they got a standing ovation, both teams, on Raw the next night. As the story progresses, now Edge and Christian and the Hardys are actually starting to have some bitterness towards each other, and Edge and Christian are turning more heel. Or villain, villainous, I guess. Um, but we also have the Dudley Boys, who are the next, the new component to this. So it's no one knows what's going to happen. And by God, everything did happen. I don't think it's as good as the next one we get to talk about. Which at one point in time, and Tess, if you're willing, I would love to have you on for this. But I would love to do like a just watch all of the TLC matches between these three tag teams, like in a yeah. row. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and and then just figure out which one was best and why. What was the right. same? What was different? But this match definitely broke the mold. I didn't see it live. Uh, Jake, you did. What was happening at your WrestleMania party? Man, we was glued like a motherfucker on this shit, man. Like we we like everything. Like we was like, ooh, ooh. like we was we was in it. Like it was like like we felt like when. Like when they was going through the tables, getting ladders thrown. I know, I know definitely. Like um, this one girl who was watching it when um, when uh Jeff Hardy was like running around that rail and he's about to jump at Bubba Ray, and Bubba Ray just threw the uh fucking ladder in his face while he was coming at him. Like this one girl, like she like screamed like ah, like damn, like she was like, <laughs> like, like she she was like scared, like she was scared for him. Like it was like, it was a couple girls car. They were like scared for him. Like, are they okay? Are they dead? Like what's going on? Like they, they was like, we, we was watching that shit like, dude, like that was like, we was like talking about like, we was arguing like, this is the best match. And there's a couple other guys like, no, the main event's gonna be the best match. I'm like, no, fuck that. This is the best match of the whole pay-per-view. Like we was like, like this is, this was, it was amazing, man. We was glued. We said, and then like, um, our dumb ass is like, was like, we used to, like, I think like a couple weeks later in school, we tried some of this dumb shit from the match. Like, oh, we no. Some dumb shit. Like, because there was like, we, we randomly saw a ladder and we all looked like, oh, it's a ladder. <laughs> Let's fuck with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But this is, this is amazing, man. Like, this is probably, like, like, I like this match, but like, I like the, this, this match is tied for another match that's coming up later. But like, I, I think this is like probably this is, I mean, from just like from a fan standpoint, like this is like uh just like a watcher, like just just a just someone casually watching wrestling, not knowing nothing about wrestling. This is probably this is the best match. You know what I'm I mean, saying? It's the second longest match on the on the whole show. Um, yeah, 
and it's oh man yeah. it was uh, at the time like i didn't like the next wrestlemania the tlc is the one that's always imprinted on my memory right because but i watched that one right. live. i had a wrestlemania party so next time we talk about the next wrestlemania i'll talk about my wrestlemania party but, yeah right but like watching this one like yeah these guys like this is the first time this has happened in wrestlemania and man People got at the time, like the internet wasn't really what it what it is now, and that so you could get clips of what happened at that one match that made the other two teams famous, and then the then you have the UCW fans who know what makes the Dudley what the Dudleys can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so like there was a lot of crowd anticipation for this one, I think, and man, and this was and they these motherfuckers <laughs> lived up to it. Let me tell you. And this was before, like, this was kind of like right before the Dudley Boys catchphrase when, like, Bubba Ray was smack Devon. And grabbed it. like, he didn't say it during this. He just had that weird look. But, it, like, I think, like, probably like a, like a few months later, that kind of, like, that catchphrase, like, developed. Like, he was like, Devon, get the table. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, yeah. um, this is, this is, like, this is kind of like the beginning of, like, this is, this, this is their staple match. Like, this like oh, yeah. whenever you think of the whatever you think of ladder matches or table matches, whatever you think of TLC, whatever you think of chair, whatever you think of tables, you think of Dudley's. Whatever you think of ladders, you think of the Hardy. Whatever you think of chairs or ladders, whatever you think of Edge and Christian, you know what I'm saying? Like this shit was synonymous with them. You know I saying? have so, not seen this match prior to my viewing. Right. And oh. I will say that so far this WrestleMania had not been impressing me. We all know the Attitude Era is not for me. That's okay. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I loved this match so much. I have the most notes of my whole viewing from watching this. Wow. Everything, in this everything in this match was wonderful. I loved the selling. The selling was beautiful. Um, it's. I think it's. It's. One of the Dudley boys, what did I write? He Devon sells so extra in this match, and I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, I love the shaking. Here, Jeff Hardy, and I loved it. Um, I, you, and we are, I've already said everything I can about Jerry. He said two things that had me in stitches. He, he talked about um, Edge's perfect teeth, which made me laugh hysterically. He also said, I am begging for someone to put the ladder under the belts and I died laughing. Yeah. And um it was just it was just so so great. I um yeah. it made me love wrestling again. It like I was like, "Oh, brother Nero, you have made me love wrestling again." I just <laughs> Brother Nero, mm. I love it. There we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so good. Yeah. Yeah, these guys. and like, and another cool. thing about this is like, um, sorry, but another oh. thing about this is, um, like we were just talking about like how we, we don't need, we don't need blood in matches, and like this is like a perfect match, like, like see how like they're fucking each other up, but no blood, you know what I'm saying like that, like, like sometimes you don't need it, you know what I'm saying? This is one and of there those was instances. So much heightening, so much, yeah, heightening. a lot of heightening, so good. Yeah. Yeah, and like the thing was, like uh, I love Jerry Lawler's point. Like, there, God damn, it, somebody try to win, you know. <laughs> oh man! But at the same time, though, there was story. 
And it was like you saw the guys try to win. They, they, they thought about it, though. Like the, the teams themselves put this together, and they thought about it. You saw in the early match, they all tried to win and tried to win. And they couldn't because someone would always get in the way. So now you come to the, you come to the conclusion, I got to fucking take somebody out completely. I've got to hurt win. them to the point where they don't yeah. want to stop me anymore. And that's where we get all of, and that's, and, and, like, and like, like you said, Tess, exactly, the heightening, like the, the risk, the moves, until we get Jeff Hardy climbing this, this ladder that comes out of nowhere that's, you know, would take yes. you above the belt. I don't think I've ever seen a ladder that tall when I saw 20, that's a 20-foot yeah. ladder right there. That's a 20-foot ladder. You can get them at the yeah. Home Depot. And, uh, <laughs> the, the Home Depot? <laughs> Home Depot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got a Home Depot now, about 17 down there, man. You get them 20 foot ladders, man. You can get on top of an old roof and you can get on yeah. there and you come up there and you hold your hands up and do a twist of fate and good shit and a swan town. And man, yeah, ain't nobody gonna get up from that son of a bitch. Let me tell you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Boonhauser. <laughs> You're welcome. You can yeah, leave now, Jeff, man. All right, man. Would Jeff do that? Jeff did that, the, the swan town. Oh, that twenty good ladder, like it was like, oh man, he he can he he, he gonna take we not nah, he gonna take himself out, man. That's done. The camera <laughs> stuff is perfect. Yeah, I know, man. You saw the cameraman uh, get down on one knee. He knew what he was going for, and I and it was mm-hmm. like there was a few. There's a few times like in wrestling, like when there was like one time when Bret Hart did like a a suicide dive before they were like an every match move and looks like and people landed on their feet and shit when they were filming raw and like they actually knocked the cameraman down but they used that clip of like bret hart like coming at the camera for like the raw intro for forever you know in the yeah early days. yeah and um like this one like that that clip of where jeff hardy basically comes into your living room like jumps into your living room you know right <laughs> was amazing um and bubba ray you know it's a champion he all he was always the one i'll take it i don't care fuck it mm. uh i didn't like the fact that the this is a, a, the by the by the next year we have the dudleys as they would become um mm. when they first came into the wwf they were kind of reset to their early ecw years uh where they were with the tie-dye and bubba ray was supposed to be from the south and a stuttering idiot and uh, Devon was more of a Malcolm X, uh, Pulp Fiction preacher kind of character. And like, they're, they're slowly get they got away from the stutter and they're getting away from all that. But after this, I think they cemented, uh, every team in this cemented themselves to the point to where whatever they think is good, let's let them do that. You know what I mean? Because I think every because Edge and Christian, this is before they had never done the five second pose. They had, they were coming to the audience still. Yeah, it was the next day. Now that we're champions, we're too good for you. They would come down the ramp, and they do the five second pose, and they and the right. Dudley Boys. Like I think Diva, I think Bubba Ray got to lose the Southern accent after this, like almost immediately, and. <laughs> And it was like, like all the teams were like, all right, yeah. Like I think ev- they proved to everyone in, in inside the company and out that like the tag team titles is are uh, the thing to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Jake said it perfectly. I think even if someone didn't like wrestling or wanted to be like, oh, wrestling's stupid, it's fake. Like, I think even someone who had a bad attitude about wrestling would be so impressed because you cannot fake things like gravity or whatever. Um, this is this is like um, one of the ultimate, I'm sure, although I have not seen, I'm sure a million smart marks have a million lists and this is at the top ranking of all-time yeah. Nike matches. I'm, I, I remember, like, um, I had a – the same year, like, a few months later, I had a King of the Ring party because the King of the Ring was on my birthday that year. So I had a pay-per-view King of the Ring oh. party that year. And, um, like, I remember, like, um, when we did King of the – we did, did King of the Ring and, like, one of the girls, like, was going to come. She almost didn't come because she, she – I just said she was like uh, – I, I, or it's like, is Edge and Christian and all the other dudes, are they doing that ladder match again or whatever? And it's like, nah. It was like, I don't know if I want to watch it then. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But she came anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, But she remembered all their names, right? She remembered yeah. all yeah. those guys' names, and she remembered exactly yeah. what they were doing. Like That's yeah. that's she remembered the level. She was like, that was the best match. Like, that was, that, like, that, she was like, that should have been the main event. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you follow up shit like this? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can right. follow up shit like this, but how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to bring it, you know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, Well, they yeah, followed man. it up horribly. Well, that, what yeah, the, they the idea behind this one was, like, they knew that this was going to be something to see. Um, somebody was, so they wanted to give the audience a chance to, Calm down, I guess you will. If you You're right. Palate cleanser. Palate cleanser. It's a palate cleanser. Well, and it, and, and unfortunately, like the, I think women in general in wrestling would be put in this in this slot, no matter what was happening. Um, You're right. But oh man, this is it, this was Terry Terry Runnels versus the Cat in a man. weird ass get you get pushed out of the ring cat fight match. Um, with Cal Penis as the ref. Yes, yes, Cal <laughs> Penis was the ref. Um, uh, Tash, let me ask you this. Uh, I already know your answer, but this, how do you feel? How how would you feel about a guy talking to you like talking to you like this, and a voice is like this, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, how would you like Tess? Like how how do I sound to you? Like You're just how? ridiculous, like. <laughs> It makes it makes no sense to me. Uh, you sound like Jigsaw. You want to play a game? Like if you like, I would I would love to hear you answer your phone. You're like, Hello, yes. <laughs> Hello, oh, no. like like. <laughs> I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking I don't know this guy on the other end of this phone. So let me tell you, he comes every night. <laughs> oh, my God, man. But I will say, you know, obvious, gross objectification of Terry and the cat. That's that's just there. It's got to be there. It's got to be smarmy. It's got to be disgusting. May Young. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping on, making out with pal penis, killing me. I, I loved, I, I, I love Mae Young, and I love the Fabulous Moolah, so... God, I love Mae Young. Mae Young yeah. is the baddest woman in all of women history. Like, oh, 
probably right. the baddest person in all history. Seventy so something cool. years old taking bumps. I, I know. Don't 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 call me up at seventy. Don't call she me. died at Shit, what ninety eight. I can't take a bump. She got yeah. like she like if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like did she did she get put through a table? <laughs> yeah. She was about she was like seventy something years old and got and got power bombed off the top rope through a table. Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh my god, man. When Fuck, uh man. before that. And I think when she was seventy, like six ish, she uh, was going to be in the ring, and Bubba Ray was supposed to, you know, hit her, clothesline her, and uh, he was worried because like Moolah and May, you know, they were they were like you know everybody everybody put them on a pedestal backstage, and Bubba was nervous about it. And before they went out, she said, "If you don't fucking hit me, I'm not going to go down." So he, 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 he clocked her and she got back and he got, and he was waiting backstage, like nervous as shit, you know, and she gets back there and she's like, that all you got, you poor son of a bitch. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Like she had an, uh, she had an anchor tattoo on her forearm when women don't get tattoos. Like she yeah. got that shit when she was like in her twenties, which is yeah, she's the 1920s. The ultimate badass and pioneer and I will, and when I look at her and her life and her trajectory and her career, I'm like, I will never be cool. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a movie right there. Like, I, yes. I know they're making a movie yeah. about Mildred Burke, the woman who was like the Rosie oh. the Riveter. She modeled for Rosie the Riveter. She was like the women's. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, but okay. I'd rather yep. watch the May Young movie. Yeah, I, I yeah the May Young story is what I mean. Like, good lord! I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, like she said, when uh, I'm 100, on my 100th birthday, I want to have a match with Stephanie McMahon. Is what she said, and she died when she was awesome. 98. But I guarantee you, if she hadn't, uh, she'd have been out there in that damn it. ring. She probably would have whooped her ass too. <laughs> and she, uh, this, oh no, I mean no, she'd have she'd have she'd have lost like a like she because she was going to retire after that, uh, you know. Like and she's, know, a, she's, a, she's a she's a businesswoman, and that's how you do it in the I, business. Yeah. You I'm saying if it was a shoot out. though, because I if it was a shoot though, because I saw Steffi wrestle on that on that sh- <laughs> SmackDown show, man. <laughs> Whoa, that was rough. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, side note though, have you guys seen the Viceland documentary about Mula though? Because that's no. kind of interesting. Uh, we don't have to get into the conversation now, but I think I think that'd be a good one for the four of us to have because there's been so much so much controversy around her like even to the point where they they don't you know i hate it's that because that, that was just one of those bullshit frontline from what i understand it was yep. a bullshit frontline page you know thing and then everybody got all hyped up but nobody saw the re- the retraction you know um, yeah so that'd be an interesting conversation for us to have yeah uh, i'd like to watch it. Said, there's also a, a movie on on netflix i think it's still on there it was i watched it years ago about lipstick and dynamite uh, it's got oh, Megan yeah, Young, yeah. Fabulous Moolah. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Lelani Kai. Uh, but they talked about a lot of these similar things and like some of the bad, some of the horrible things like the guy, the men in charge of like territories or shows would do. Uh, but it was a, a, it was a really interesting documentary. Um, documentaries, I don't really watch that often, to be honest. It, they they just, I know they're edited, and I know, I know that there's always like the reaction they want to get. But this one seemed like 
it was it didn't seem to over edit it and it it was it was people just talking and like the some of the cameraman would just get enthralled and just like keep it keep it rolling you know they would these women told their stories and there was a lot of craziness uh around fabulous Nula and but i mean and but, and and in the world in general and the, the, the industry in general for their and their lives and stuff and uh, but nothing that seemed over like whatever whatever came out you know and nothing like that i didn't think but uh, i gotta watch it you gotta watch yeah check it out lipstick and dynamite it's it's really good i I'd, I'd actually i like to see the vice the vice one too because they seem to be pretty fair with what they've done uh, speaking of fair i guess fair treatment of women on the completely equal level the only woman to ever be competing with men on an equal level was china Oh, she was featured yeah. in the next match. She was teaming up with she Too Cool. She looked so good. Yeah. Now, th- this, this is, is by far the best she looked. Um, yeah. You know, and like, you know, she had some surgeries and whatever, but I mean, like, whatever. I, I, and when I, was, when I was younger, I used to think that like, ah, oh, fuck that. And why would you, uh, how insecure do you have to be? At this point in my life, though, I'm like, no, no, no. Whatever makes you feel better. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's your fucking money and it's your fucking body. So if it makes you feel happier, fuck it. You know, so I I, I look back at my old self and tell, try to tell my old self, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but China is with Too Cool. And now we're with Grandmaster Sexay, a.k.a. Brian Christopher, Jared Otter's son, that, that Jim Ross would always say something about and Jared would always cover it up. I loved it. Uh, there yeah. was like a it's like an old gag from Memphis wrestling where Chris, uh, Brian Christopher, uh, would, he came out with a different name and he would, it was like, he would refuse to admit that he's Jared Lawler's son and Jared Lawler refused to admit that he's his son and stuff. It was funny. Uh, and then Scotty too hottie and Scotty too hottie was an amazing wrestler. And the worm was so over. My God, that worm it was ridiculous. Oh my God. The people's elbow and the worm, probably the two hottest moves in the damn business right at that time. Um, oh, they're, shit. they're they're it taking still on works like, now. I mean, look at look at what Otis does. The caterpillar. Yeah, what's the difference between a caterpillar and the worm? Other than Body no, size, like two hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think the Rooney was better than all that shit. Oh, you damn right. Oh, Rooney. Spinneroni should have like had a like had some type of like move to it or something like a fucking like he get up and punch you or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. If he'd have hit his axe kick and the guy was starting to get back up as he did the Spinneroni come around and just slap the guy in the face and knock him back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such best. a Mortal Kombat like finisher move. I love it. <laughs> Spin slap. Spin slap. Um, they're yeah, on the radicals. Yeah. Right, and yeah. honestly, there's I love these three wrestlers, and I forgot. And again, like oh. watching this stuff, these old things back, I forgot how Perry, how good Perry Saturn really was, uh, because I was a bigger fan of Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. But um, you had Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Perry Saturn on one team, and that's, in my opinion, three Hall of Famers taking on China and then Too Cool, and Too Cool was. A lot of pizzazz, man. The crowd was with them. They clapped their hands, and the crowd would clap. And yeah, I loved China. Um, 
I'm a fan of China. Not uh, looking back, not a big fan of Too Cool. You know, it was kind of a little, little, little corny. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, but actually, I, very I, corny. I think that was what it was supposed to be, though. Is that what? It was supposed. It was. It was a comedy spit. It was a comedy spot, right? So the Too Cool was like these two guys who started out as bad guys, but like. They were like uh, too sexy or something. I was too sexy and too hot. Yeah, like too much. That's what their names. Too much. And they became too cool. Um, and it was, but it was because they were and it, but they were supposed to be kind of joke jokes. But they got the crowd got with it though. They got like they liked the corny kind of like these two guys are just trying so hard to be cool. They actually became kind of like entertaining and cool. Yeah. Yeah, I see that, but, you know, I don't know. (laughs) For lack of a better explanation, it's almost like a a cheesy Jericho bit where it just – they just did it enough times where it caught on. You know, the first time he did the list, I wasn't a big fan, but after a while, I was like, all right, got to say it now. I'm waiting for it. Uh, So, yeah. But honestly, Uh, the gimmick was cheesy – the gimmick was cheesy, but uh, the way they wrestled was really good. They had really interesting matches. Uh, I think as far as, like, a babyface good guys, they always played that really well. So I think they, they did a yeah. great job. And look what they did for, like, people like Rikishi in China at the time where they needed someone up. Like, not that they needed it, but it did help boost them as far yeah, as, like, it, it did. It did. I'm just saying, like, back then. Like, I ain't going to say I wasn't into it back then, but, like, looking <laughs> back on it now – you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, it was kind of corny and kind of like, yeah, like, and then like, I don't know, I, I had mixed feelings about it. It's like, I want to say, like, is this appropriate? Like, is this appropriation they're doing or something like that? But then at the same time, I I can't stand our truth. <laughs> I can't stand him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know, man. I just have like a lot of weird feelings about it. But like, but too cool, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I appreciate them for what they did, you know what I'm saying? But I'll take I, – I'll take Disco Inferno and Alex right over them any day. I don't know. <laughs> <I guess laughs> oh, <so>. damn. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that, is, that is the worst insult you can ever get a wrestler. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, Just that was mean. One thing that stood out to me – we already talked about China being, you know, the ninth wonder of the world and considered yeah. an equal. And I think it's so interesting. We haven't come up with another um, WWE female wrestler like, um, like, like Nia Jax. I feel like she could do some wrestling oh, yeah. with some of the superstars. Um, you know, WWE like doesn't go for that ever. Whereas no. like uh, it, Candice it, it, LeRae, she does in the indies. She does it. Um, Taya Valkyrie yeah. does it. Lucha Underground, that show, they feature it a lot. And so I think, I know there are a lot of strong opinions about intergender wrestling. It's just interesting to me. I'm like, why China? Obviously her stature and everything, like, but what, like, what a cool badass to like break this barrier, which has yet to be broken again within this promotion. And she still hasn't gotten like her, like she she hasn't uh, gotten her, like her own, spot in the the hall of fame and stuff like that 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 bothers me like you know they they talk about because she did some porno like 
but there's other people who've done that and are still like Mickey what? James. And, why? Because she yeah. did. Because she did Playboy. That's why. No, she this did a Triple H sex video spot. And Triple H was quoted as saying, "My children can see nude photos of her on the internet or something weird as a reason." And I'm yeah. like, "Who cares?" Well, you better hope his children doesn't look in on how big the asshole he was to her when they're dating. That's what. That's huh? the. That's the thing on the internet yeah. when it comes to <laughs> you should worry about. Uh, is that the yeah. reason she was able to have this equality, equal standing in WrestleMan? Yeah. Partially. Oh, man. Who does Nia Jax wow. got a date? Somebody said, I don't they, know, she got married, did, one of, or maybe work. stick around long enough to where she can marry one of Triple H's kids? I don't know. There you go. They uh, she, actually, Nia Jax was in the Men's Royal Rumble. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, she and was. In the she well. that, so, so it was Beth, yeah. Beth Phoenix. They, they, they've done a little bit of it. Okay. And not to this extent. Uh, right. But especially in these but times, what? though, also, like if you do the wrong thing, though, now you're just doing now, like, like people would blow up and they'd say you're showing yeah. the, you're showing violence against women. And it would be it. And it, it, it's just a fine line. So I understand that, the hesitation to it. And Plus, fact, yeah. like in the UFC, you don't see intergender shit, right? Um, yeah, especially without a, and especially in the WWF where they don't have any weight classes. Like it's it, it would be awkward. Um, what but I but I but I did like but like I, I agree. This was like China deserves her own spot in the Hall of Fame for being such a unique specimen. You know, she was six foot tall and she was jacked. Bench pressing, you know, 400 pounds and shit, you know, uh, which is something I don't think any of the women on the roster can do right now. Not, nothing against them because, like, I, oh. again, again, I enjoyed their wrestling most of the time. I, I thought the best match at WrestleMania this past year was Charlotte and, uh, and Ripley. Yeah. Uh, You're not wrong. I don't think there is a, 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 a current roster member that has China's chops. No. Yeah. Um, but and if I had to pick a dream, like she was not at time. I mean, like I, I hated her forearms; they just looked terrible. But man, when she did that backhand handspring thing, that shit was badass. Yeah, she can pick somebody up over their head, over her head, and power bomb them, or just press slam them like the Ultimate Warrior. That shit was badass. And yeah. I know it takes two to tango, but by God, if you're gonna have two to tango, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero are three of the best picks you can ever have to make somebody look good. See, and and that's something I want to talk about. Like, how cool was Eddie Guerrero to like really help her build this 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 persona? Like the the interview before on SmackDown. Like, oh yes, man, I'm so excited. Like he like not treating it because there's another version of this where he could have been a complete jerk and like, oh, I'm not worried about female. Like, you know, he could play like he could have really healed it up, but like. Oh man, I'm excited for this! Like, and then every time she got a ring, him acting a little bit scared, even though he's like this mochizo badass, like said something. It, it you know, even like on a psychological level, it's it, it's a, there's a story being told. So I thought that was really cool of him and the other guys to like really like sell this and treat her with the respect that she deserved. So I Agreed. think that was really cool. Yeah. R.I.P. to Eddie and China, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Hope Paris Saturn is doing better. He hadn't been doing too good. 
Um, oh, for real? Yeah, he was homeless <laughs> for a while. Um, oh, no. Damn. Yeah, like many army vets. Um, he, yeah, he, he, he got, he had, he had, he had a few problems, but he's on the, he's on the, uh, straight and narrow these days. I think he's actually trying to get, getting around mm-hmm. at some of the conventions and stuff, which aren't happening, but, um, that kind of yeah, makes me feel a, bad to, to, oh, my bad. Sorry. I, I, that kind of makes me feel bad to bring up, uh, the elbow he missed <laughs> during this match. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, I mean, like the match was what it was. It was a, it was a thing to highlight China uh, and get her and, and further the story of Eddie Guerrero in China, which would become a an, like a great storyline. It would last for a better part of a, I guess a year or more. Latino Heat. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was great, and I loved it when they were like a they came become a, a couple. It was it was great. Um, it was much better yeah. than what they were doing with her and Jericho previously. Um, so yeah, it was a good match. Uh, unfortunately, China's pants got ripped, and she they almost fell down. So she was trying to, you know, grit a press slam and power bomb Eddie while her pants falling down. So God bless her for that. the professionalism of her being able to get that shit done without her pants falling off was pretty damn impressive. Right. She's so yeah. cool. Yeah, Very Hall of Famer, one hundred percent. And speaking oh, of Hall of Famers, yeah. the next match has three of them. Mm-hmm. Two of them named Chris. Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho take on Kurt Angle. For this is uh yeah this is this was this was tied for my uh, favorite match between this Same. and the latter match. Yeah. Same. Yeah. This is this is it's like two of the uh, two like two very different matches. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. just 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 anarchy with like tables, ladders, and shit. And then you just got just and just skill, just like just yeah, all skill but, with this match. Yeah, blood force yeah. against like technical wrestling. Oh man, yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh my god, these guys! I miss this kind of chain wrestling. I, this is my favorite stuff. How fat, like how fluid they were, like just incredible, yeah. it's incredible. What match to watch? Everything. Cool was- dad borrowed the Godfather's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the Chris Jericho character always had sparkly shit. He always wore like the weird. I, know. I did. I yeah, bought this shirt. That, that the rave. No he was like shirt. a rave. He would try to be like a rave guy or something. It was weird. Um, so many suplexes. I loved it. Oh yeah, and sharp. Like they snapped. They were incredible. Crispin was like snap suplex is just is a la Dynamite Kid. It is the exact replica. Um, yeah, Bret Hart would do one on occasion, so would Owen and Calgary mm-hmm. boys. Man, they know how to do a damn suplex, let mm-hmm. me tell you. And, um, Cool Dad did my, fa- did my favorite thing. One of my favorite things he does when he starts shouting at the ref, ask him, yes, <laughs> that's like, yes, the best thing. Whenever he has, ask him, ask him. Like, I loved it. Um, I was cracking up, like, there. And that we have this great character who's still relatively new, but very successful. And the, the, the two champion, uh, he's the European champion and the Intercontinental champion, Kurt Angle. And he is destined for bigger and better things. So they want to keep him strong. So he's in a three-way match with the two Chris's, two of the best wrestlers in the world at the time. Um, and whoever gets the first pinfall will be the IC champion, right? And whoever gets the second pinfall is the uh, European champion. And they managed to pull this off without Kurt Angle actually losing either one of his two belts. So he stays like strong 
as far as no one's beaten me and I'm still the Olympic champion and you're a hero and eat your cookies yeah. and drink your milk and worship me. And but Chris, but now we have the, the IAC title on Chris Benoit, which has never been, but I don't think there, I mean, as far as like that, that the, the prestige and like meaning of that title being on him, not a better fit at this time in that company. I don't think as far as like sure. you want to see a wrestling match. That's what yeah. that guy did. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jericho getting a belt on him and putting him in the spotlight for anything is a good idea because he was not in the main event like he should have been or was supposed to be, which we'll talk about later. But, but oh yeah, but yeah, because there's a there's another raw there's a raw that came up like probably like a month later after this when um you know when he got like a huge pop like when he won a title when he wasn't supposed to but like uh yeah we talk about that later about how great Christian Jericho is but uh fucking um Wait, did you say Benoit or Jericho that time? My bad. Uh, oh, I was talking about both of them. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was right. My bad. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but um, my my favorite part of this match it had nothing to do with like the the wrestling. Even though I love the actual wrestling, it was a uh, here it's Jr. with these lines, man. He fucking um, you know, when uh, Kurt Angle missed that moonsault, he was like uh. He got um like Jared like it's like Kurt Angle got uh he got to know the canvas a little a little better there. <laughs> so, I forgot what the fuck he said, man. But it was funny, man. Damn, was, I knew exactly what he said verbatim, but like it was funny he said he missed that moonsault. Like he got up a closer person with the the canvas or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Damn, fucked yeah. up. But anyway, yeah. The young Kurt Angle getting up and close to the wrestling canvas for the very first time. See, <laughs> you know, uh. It, this match was just fantastic. It's my favorite one, and I put it only over the t- the uh, ladder match because the next year I think the ladder match probably steals the show. Um, oh, well, definitely stole the show. Fair, but but okay. yeah, I, yeah. I, I like. I, I've always been a big technical wrestler fan, and I got Benoit and Chris Jericho are two of my favorite of all time. So uh, having both, I just really liked this match. I liked how they did it. I liked how Kurt Angle got out of it with what they wanted as far as like story and character build. And then you have the other two Chris's with titles and it's going it's, it, to, it's a very good move by the company to get both those belts off of one person and then get, they put them on the right people and they're going to make them worth something. So yeah, a lot of good yeah. reasons. And the match itself was just, it was believable. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know. I just like, I loved it. I loved it. Totally agree. Yeah, it's a great match. Suplex uh, I City. Say, I would, yeah, I would call this a must-see. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like this and the uh, the lighter match, that, that's that's your two. If you, get, if you only got like 30 minutes, those are the two you got to watch. And one that we probably could have gone without, but we needed another palate cleanser. <laughs> Kane and Rikishi. Are taking on DX, the new DX, or their I don't know, the reformed DX or whatever version of DX it was. Road Dog and X Pac, who were bad guys, with Tori. Uh, Tori, we talked about. I betrayed Kane when Kane was trying to be more of a person, and X Pac betrayed Kane when he was trying to teach him how to be a person, not a monster. And Rikishi just didn't like uh, didn't like Road Dog. 
Paul Bear looked great. That's yeah, that, yeah. That's the main thing. I was Paul like, Bear. Paul Bear looked fucking great. I love like the. Red it looked like he was like in the Matrix. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, just what? like Neo. <laughs> I wish that had been the thing. Like instead of like Morpheus, it's Paul Bear talking to Neo. <laughs> you want to take the blue pill? Mm, oh yes, <laughs> or the red pill? No, oh no. <laughs> oh, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, like this match was. I mean, it was short, and then it had like half an hour of other stuff, but which was more entertaining than the match. But and then did something weird happen with the San Diego bird and Pete Rose? Okay, okay, okay. I was so confused. I was confused because I'm not familiar. Well, so two years earlier, Pete Rose came out. Rule three. Pete Rose came out two years earlier and was talking shit about how uh, Boston had lost that World Series because some guy missed a missed a ground ball to first base. And a bunch of other bad things about Boston, and he got, was just getting booed out of the building. And then Kane's match was next, so Kane comes down to the ring, and Pete Rhodes is too big of an egomaniac to get out of the ring, so Kane tombstoned him. <laughs> the next year, just before they announced that the uh, WrestleMania that we are now watching is going to be in uh, San Diego or something, the San Diego Chicken comes out. For no apparent reason, and does a little dance around Kane, and then hits Kane in the back with a chair. Well, Kane turned around and popped that chicken's head off, and it was Pete Rose trying to get his revenge. And Pete Rose once again got tombstoned. And this year, the San Diego chicken comes back, but apparently it's the actual San Diego chicken. We're not in San Diego for this, are we? California, roughly. I don't know. Oh, this was okay. Well, I think it was, yeah. Okay, sorry. Doctor. There was some kind of tie-in with the San Diego chicken. I can't remember, <laughs> but it's just, other than other than the fact that Pete Rose dressed as the San Diego chicken, and uh, Apparently this year he paid the San Diego chicken himself to come and distract Kane while he would use a baseball bat instead of a chair because the chair didn't work. Just Pete Rose <clears throat> hates Kane and Kane hates Pete Rose. Yeah, it was in Anaheim, Anaheim, California. Okay. Um yeah, that's that. That man, that's basically the background of it. Like, I literally have a link pulled up on my on my computer right now that I I'm gonna post on the on the Facebook page. But I wanted to share it with you guys too. But we started recording too quickly. Where Kane is in <laughs> management and he tells his entire life story. Oh, we've talked about this before. I love this. After the recording, <laughs> I'll play it for you guys so you can hear it. Um, but it is, I'll, I'll I'll share it so you can watch it and hear it at the same time. But it is like the best thing ever, where he talks about all the weird stuff his character, like his entire character, basically, and yeah. he ends it with something about Pete Rose. It's just it's fantastic. But yeah, so Pete Rose and Kane continue their rivalry, and we're on to the main event, which is the McMahon family, the most dysfunctional family on television. 
uh, most annoying storyline on television too. But yeah. Yeah, this is a rough one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a big show with Shane, uh, Mick Foley with uh, Linda, Triple H and Steph, and The Rock with Vince. Four-way elimination match, so everybody's got to lose. Yeah. Someone will be the champion by the end of the night. Triple H is the champion going in. And we're off. Eh. Oh. I mean, opinions, guys. Like, honestly, like this – I didn't order this WrestleMania because I didn't like the main event. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I remember yeah, watching was... this when it, when it, the first time it was on. Um, it didn't really stick. I, didn't, I, I haven't thought about it since. Uh, it wasn't, I don't know, after seeing the, you know, the, you know, table, the tables and chairs match and, you know, everything we just saw recently, the last couple matches, like, this is a. This doesn't feel like a main event. I understand why this is a main event, but it doesn't feel like a main event. It didn't have any like the awe of like the first one because by this time, going out into the audience with fighting became such a regular thing that it wasn't a heightening device anymore because it was something they would do on a Monday, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that this match was like 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 first and foremost. I, I remember this match being a little better than what I remember. Like, I didn't, like, necessarily like this main event myself. But looking back on it, like, I, I did like it a lot, at least, like, in the end when it when it got down to the last two people, when it got down to The Rock and Triple H. I thought it was uh, – that's what, I yeah. thought that's when it actually started getting good. But, like, I just, like, didn't – I, I didn't like this match because, you know, you got the old McMahon bullshit, stupid, you know what I'm saying? And then you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, this, yeah. I want the, like, I just think they, 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 they needed to give a rock. They should have gave the rock, like, uh, a WrestleMania title win, man. Like, he should have, they should have gave that to him. Like, he should have won the title at, WrestleMania, man. Like, he should have won it. He should have beat Triple A. And, like, throwing all those other motherfuckers in, throwing Big Show in it, yeah. throwing Mick, throwing Mick, like, 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 having Mick getting pinned by Triple H for a third fucking time and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was just, it took away from, like, his, I think it, like, kind of, like, tarnished his legacy a little bit. Like, Triple H beat this nigga, like, three times. You know what I'm saying? Pinned him three times at, at, th at three consecutive pay-per-views. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I just didn't like it. I like the ending, like, when, you know, when after The Rock got screwed, The Rock came and, like, he he rocked out to everybody, including Stephanie. And, like, I just like how yeah. – I like how when Rock saw Stephanie, he just had his eyes. His eyes just got super big. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, the Rock is so charismatic and so fun to watch. Um yeah, you're right. When it came down to Triple H and The Rock just like doing stuff, you were, it was way more captivating. I said it was fine. It was fun. Um, yeah. But it made, it made me... Oh, I, and the audience stuff, I, Triple H ripped the hair hat off this guy in the audience, and I loved that. It was my favorite thing mm. he did the whole match. But it made me want to ask you guys, it was not captivating enough like these other two that we already talked about, the ladder match and then the two Chris's and Kurt Angle. It made me want to ask you, style check, which look do you love? Singlets, 
lollies or sweatpants and a vest because that's what our four guys were wearing. Hmm. I, I guess I like I'm a lollies man. Yeah, me too. I think I'm a lollies man too. Lolly, what's the lollies <laughs> again? Um, that's what um, the, the rock shorts? wears. Just those, just those, um, just the bottoms. Just the tights. Oh, the bottoms. A lot. Oh, yeah. Trunks. But or whatever. shorts. Trunks. That's cool. Shorts. Yeah. Not like pants like Ricochet wears with no shirt. Like the way Triple H and The Rock were dressed. Yeah, I like the pants with no shirt. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or like the Bret Hart thing with like the pants on like like the that's like a singlet with pants over it. Like that also. I like that look as well. Okay. Uh, the trunks I think, I think, are fine, but I wouldn't do it. I think the trunk. I, I, I think the trunks are cool. Uh, trunks are cool. Pants, I don't know. I can I'll go with the trunks. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you got the physique for it and shit. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. I don't know. I don't like I the feel like the Rock hmm? and Triple H look great. Triple H's yeah. traps were and delts were so huge at this moment. I was like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's still a big guy now. He's yeah. got a great physique, but. Back then, like that dude was like a He-Man doll. He was ridiculous. <laughs> man, man, like, like real talk. Like watching this match, watching them two go at it in this match, and then like, and then remembering back when he, that ladder match they had at SummerSlam, Triple H was. Uh, it looked like Triple H like grew three inches or some shit, man. Like Triple he, H ate another Triple H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's it's, it's crazy. Like he, mm-hmm. like he. It's amazing to me. Like I know, I know, I know, I know for a fact that Triple H is a big diet and like nutrition and all these things. Like he's like a, a super yeah. expert on that. All right, given. But during this time of the testing and all these things, you're giving CM Punk like all these tests, but like you're not testing Triple H because he's part time or some shit. Like when did you? Um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I try to hold this back, but I'm just not a big fan of this guy. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I'll I, be honest. Yeah. I, thanks to Shawn, his, his friendship with Shawn Michaels, who was a notorious fucking asshole until he went and found himself through God and a new wife, which hadn't happened yet. The guy broke all the rules and did all this shit and just looked out for himself. But it's supposedly, uh, you know, and then marries the boss's daughter. So he's in on all the creative and he just wins, wins, wins. And this is the first time a heel has won the fucking title, kept the title at a WrestleMania <laughs> ever. But it's going to be him. Yeah. It seems like all these things that happen, like from about this point on, are always going to be him. And I just disagree with a lot of this shit. Like, I think he's done a great thing with NXT, and like, I want to like this guy, but there's still a big part of me that just is like, fuck that guy, too. <laughs> sure. I, 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 I kind of respect him, though, because I think he knows that about himself. You know, I, th- I don't think he ever said, no, I'm a good guy or ever. I think, That's yeah, I think, I, think, I think to him, this is what the wrestling business is. Because look who he aligned himself with. All four of those dudes, the whole clique, which that's what they were. Just four dudes who just looked out for each other and themselves only. And unfortunately, the business world, like, 
I just watched like a, a 20 minute YouTube video about all the people that John Cena fucked over, you know, when no one really talked. I mean, I think people talk about that. I don't want to say that, but I'm sure Hogan's the same way. Like, even when people used to win back in the day, here comes Hogan to go flex with them just to get a little bit, you know, like they're not, they're not like the Undertaker, which is, you know, who, who we should all, and I think people do respect them the most because there's a guy who didn't need to win the championship a thousand times. He didn't need to do that. He's, he takes care of people. I've heard like some really great things about him, like during the matches, making sure that everybody got, you know, a fair chance and stuff like that. Like telling people like, you got to punch me now, you know, like during a, uh, like a Royal Rumble situation. I think uh, Cody Rhodes tells that story about him. Like, yeah, the, the coolest thing I ever did was get the punch end taker. And he's the one that told me to do it. So yeah, yeah dude, like awesome. there's Undertaker yeah. is a class act, and yeah, he's respected for a thousand reasons, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, um, I just my main thing about this match. My main thing, like I said before, my main thing about this match is that you know what I'm saying like I, the Rock should have, the Rock should have won, man. They, they should Rock, oh, yeah. should get Rock his props. Stone Cold won there. He was obviously the guy for other business at yeah. the time, but they didn't do it because they had, they wanted to set up a big like a big return for Stone Cold for the uh, for the next pay per view on Backlash. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to set it up. I guess they're trying to set it up for that, even though he was only coming for that match and then for that one match, and then he was gonna uh, leave and come back that fall, but. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just felt like, yeah, man, I just felt it was bullshit, man. Like, why you threw Big Show in the mix and all this shit? Because, shit? like, they, they didn't know what to do with Big Show at the time or whatever. I, I don't know, man. I just didn't. I agree. I didn't like it, man. I, I agree. I, that, the Royal Rumble should have just been The Rock and Triple H. And Triple H should have yeah. dropped the belt at WrestleMania. He should have dropped the belt at WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, a heel won at WrestleMania. I guess that's kind of cool, the first thing. I mean, it's attitude errors. and shit got to happen, I guess. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's – uh, he should have he should have dropped the belt at WrestleMania. You know, I mean, I mean, Triple H should have dropped the belt at WrestleMania. And then, and then I feel like these couple WrestleManias, like, The Rock just come up short like a motherfucker. Like, all these shits. Like, 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 like he, he lost to Austin the last one. He loses this one. I mean, he loses this one. He loses to I mean, well. I don't want to. I don't know, man. Now, well, now that, that but they made that they made up for that with the big story with like the, with like the final one, right? Like all, he's yeah. never beaten Austin at WrestleMania, and that was like the entire premise behind it. So I, I can get over that, but I, I agree with you, Jake. Like I think The Rock should have won this one. Um, yeah. It it have made him more. It made it it have gotten him an inch closer to that Austin level, which Austin was hurt and Undertaker was hurt, so they're not at this WrestleMania, which takes yeah. away big time. My last question before we close this thing up, and I want to begin a test. Do you think this match would have been better if they, if Vince McMahon hadn't gotten sour on Chris Jericho and he'd have been in this main event like he was supposed to be? Probably. Ooh. But I don't know that this match would have compared to the two matches that came before. Although I know Cool Dad was in one of those, but I still don't know if, even if Chris Jericho was in if it would have compared to the latter match. Okay. I don't think this match was destined to be the uh, 
bright shining star of this WrestleMania. Yeah. That's, I, uh, actually, yeah. that's, that's extremely well said. I, I really like that. Yeah. Thank you, Tess. Bob, how about you? Uh, I don't think it matters because when it comes down to it, it was always going to be whoever the other two were, they're going to get eliminated. And it was always going to come down to Triple H and The Rock. And we got that match. So I'd actually rather have Jericho in that, that, that first match because that was fantastic. Uh, so I, I think I think I'd rather have it this way. I, I, but I agree with Jake. The Rock should have won. Jake? Um, nothing was going – like, the, 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 the latter match was the, the match. So that was going to change. The, uh, but the um, fucking – I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I, I think – I think it just should have been The Rock and Triple H. Like, Mick, forget Mick Foley. Not forget Mick Foley, but, like, you know, well, like – Chris Jericho instead of Mick Foley. Or make Chris Jericho and uh, Chris Jericho and Triple H. Jer- yep. Oh, and Big oh, Show Big Jericho Show. and uh, and uh, Rock and Triple H. Oh yeah. Um. Oh okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, it probably would have been a better match. I mean, it would have been a much better match, obviously, but you know. I don't know, man. I still think it should have just been a, a two-person match with the the Rock and um, Triple H. To me, you know what I'm saying. I just yeah. I no, thought even I though we got at the, even though we got at the end, we got we would have got a lot more of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's when it got good. That's when the match got good when it was just them two left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, man. I agree. The McMahon's played too big of a role. I just think it's interesting that Chris Jericho's picture is still like on the network now uh, because that was the original poster, and they changed it, put Mick Foley on there at the time. Like, in 2000, mm-hmm. at, the, at the actual time, they changed that poster, so it was Mick Foley and the other three guys. But the original one was Chris Jericho. And if Chris Jericho yeah. had won the title back then, it would have been – I mean, who knows what would happen. It could have been a completely different story, but he wasn't tall enough or whatever. Um, so it was just, it was more about the McMahons and, but I agree with you, Bob, but Bob and Tess, I think you both made an argument that changed my mind. I think the match would have been the same no matter what. It was all about getting down to the rock and triple H. So it probably just hurt Chris Jericho. So I really actually like listening to y'all's arguments. And on that note, until next time, guys, my name is Alex Ketchum. And for Tess Hanna, Bob Wick, Jake Russell. We will all be going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.